0: Welcome to No Ad, No Problem, a podcast devoted to college tennis and growing the game. Check us out on Twitter at JTweetsTennis and Instagram at No Ad, No Problem. I'm your host, John. Let's serve it up. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am here at the USTA National Campus in Lake Nona between the men's semifinals and the women's final today on Saturday. I am going to preview the men's final and also recap the men's semifinals that we just saw, hoping to get this out before the women's final so that you have... You know, some time to listen to this episode before the men's final begins tomorrow, Sunday at noon. Just a solo pod today. Ethan is off busy, I'm sure, celebrating with his friends and family because the Virginia Cavaliers upset number one, Texas, 4-1 in the semifinals, sending Virginia to a back-to-back national championship. They will be joined by number three, Ohio State, who knocked off number two, TCU, 4-0 sending the Buckeyes to their third NCAA final, yet to find that elusive first title for the Buckeyes. So let's start with a brief recap of what we saw in the semifinals. We will start with number one seeded Texas, uh, facing off against number five seeded Virginia. The Cavaliers came out swinging in doubles. It was the best doubles point I had seen from Virginia all season long. They certainly rebounded from a very tough, doubles point against Kentucky, a 70 minute plus doubles point where I thought the tennis was not the highest quality and they played fantastic across all three courts. They came out you know, got early breaks across all three courts, and there was no looking back after that. They got, you know, 6-1 wins at the number two and the number three positions, and number one was on serve against, you know, highly ranked Elliott Spaziri and Cleve Harper, who are 2022 national champion in doubles, and that really set the tone for this Virginia squad. It felt like this was a Virginia team who almost all of these pieces had been in the same position last year in Champaign, And while Texas is a fairly recent winner of the NCAA title, a lot of new pieces who were not on that 2019 team. And I thought that showed a little bit in doubles. And so the defending national champions got out to a quick 1 0 lead. And then, for as hot as Virginia started doubles, Texas did in singles. And they came out extremely strong at the number three position with Micah Braswell taking a quick first set over. Jeffrey von der Schulenberg of Virginia, CM Waldeeb of Texas takes his quick first set over Ryan Goetz at number four. And then you also had Cleve Harper take a set at number five. And then lastly, in terms of the fourth first set that Texas got, it was PYB at that number singles, number two singles positions over in Yaqui Montez. And the only good spots for Virginia were at number six, where, Mons Dahlberg, the freshman, uh, got the first set over Nevin Aramilli. And then at number one, which is, you know, a top, you know, 10 battle between Chris Rodesh of Virginia and number one ranked Elliot Spazieri of Texas. Spazieri was down a break, 5-3 in that first set. He comes back. It goes to a tie break. Chris Rodesh is down in that tie break. He comes up. Uh, he comes uh, out on top, ultimately getting that first set tiebreak win and that was really the lone bright spot for virginia was the bookends one and six and you felt like that number one match you really couldn't you know count on it not going three sets elliot's baziri so much heart so much fight you figured he was going to stay in that match regardless of scoreline and this was kind of at the point in the match when the sun was shining It was, there was no breeze. It was very hot and it was so hot. They actually implemented the heat rule, which was in effect today, which means that between a second and third set, they would give a 10 minute break rather than your normal few minutes. And I I tweeted this out. I thought it was going to be really difficult for teams to win three set battles. And if you were Texas, then you felt good about that because you had first sets at two through five and that's all you needed to hang on to get this win. And after tweeting that, uh, the, the cloud started to come in a little bit, uh, the wind started to pick up, but it was still really tough conditions out there. And you saw this in the Michigan match against TCU, where a lot of those first sets broke TCU's way. You had so many tie breaks, you know, either seven, six, seven, five, and it just felt like too deep of a hole for Michigan to, Michigan to come back from. I thought that might have been the case for Virginia. But it wasn't. Virginia mounts comebacks at the number four position with Ryan Getz, fifth-year senior, splitting sets with CM Maldieb, with junior Alex Kiefer splitting sets with fifth year senior Cleve Harper of Texas. But Texas responds very quickly. They put a very straight set, you know, dominating win from Micah Braswell at the number three position over Jeffrey von der Schulenberg. And when Micah Braswell is on he's not only one of the best threes in the country, he's one of the best players in the country. The precision he hits his ground strokes with, the pace and the depth that he hits with, I mean, he was, there was nothing von der Schulenberg could do to hurt Braswell in that match. And so he posts a very quick win there at the line three. And we were tied at one all. Virginia responds with a, uh, win from Mons Dahlberg at the number six line, and I questioned, you know, what sort of performance we would see from the freshman in Dahlberg, given that he was the clinching match for Kentucky yesterday. Not only a tough physical match, but also just the emotional toll that that takes on you as a freshman to come back out the next day, get that straight set win. It was a really impressive performance. So Virginia goes up two one, and then the momentum starts. To kind of go toward the defending champion. You see Iñaki Montez. He gets a split at number two. And the third sets at four and five start to roll Virginia's way. And this is where you really started to see the conditions take a toll. And one of the biggest surprises from this match is the conditions absolutely seem to impact the Texas players more than Virginia there's a little bit of a surprise given the location, but you had, you know, PYB at number two, taking a medical timeout. You had CM Waldeb almost in full body cramps at number four, Cleve Harper struggling with cramps at number five. I mean, at one point you had all three guys really struggling physically, and you didn't see any of that from Virginia. You could tell someone like Inaki Montes was tired. You could tell Alex Kiefer was tired, but it didn't seem like it was impacting them to the point of, of cramping and impacting play. And so once you saw, you know, Virginia get the win uh, from Mons Dahlberg, Ryan Getz posts a 6-1 win in the third set to put Virginia up 3-1. They're starting third sets at the number one position and the number two position. Ultimately, it is junior Alex Kiefer who gets the 7-6 in the third win, 7-5 in the tiebreak over fifth-year Cleve Harper at the 4-1 clinch. Chris Rodesh was up 5-3 in his first set, and then Yaki Montez was up, I think, 2-0 or maybe 3-0, 2-1, something like that. But it was pretty clear I thought that Inyaki Montes was going to win that match given some of the physical issues PYB was having and so ultimately Virginia gets through to their back-to-back national final I talked about the kind of physical toll and the conditions that was one really big takeaway doubles was a second very big takeaway for this Virginia squad for them to play and dominate a very good Texas doubles team I did not see that coming. You heard me talk about yesterday. I thought there was no way that Virginia was going to take this doubles point and take the doubles point. They did overall incredibly impressive resolve from Virginia to come back in those second sets. And look, they showed a toughness that we had seen all season long from teams like Texas. These teams are more vocal. They are maybe more energetic on the court, but There's a quiet confidence, which which comes with being the defending national champion that Virginia has really exuded. And the question now becomes, how are they physically, right? These were tough physical battles, and they'll need to get ready for a less than 24-hour turnaround. The men's final tomorrow is at 12 p.m., which I'm a little bit surprised by. I think, you know, why not schedule it for 3.30? It's not going to be televised on Tennis Channel unfortunately so you can be flexible with the time i know that they want to give these players enough of a break before the uh, singles tournament begins on monday however we've done this now for every year right and there could be a 5 p.m start and you go back out the next day with a 5 p.m single start i think we need to be optimizing for this team final and for me i want these guys to be as healthy as fresh physically as possible it's going to be very difficult given the conditions but I don't know why we need to have it at 12 p.m. Heat of the day after today. Same thing. So that's one note, but overall extremely impressed from Virginia was very impressed with Alex Kiefer down the home stretch of that match to say, to stay incredibly solid. That match was on Cleve Harper's racket for much of that third set. And Alex Kiefer stayed, you know, very steady. Chris Rodesh is the real deal. You've heard Ethan kind of hype him up. And I think that hype is absolutely warranted. Look, you know, Elliot was going to do what he does and stay close in this match. He fought back in that first set. He fought back. He was down 6-7 for all. He breaks and then holds to get the 6-4 split. He's the number one player in the country for a reason. But Rodesh, despite being quieter, stayed strong in that in that match. And that was an impressive feat for him. He's undoubtedly one of the top players in the country. It's been a disappointing NCAA so far for, you know, juniors in Yaki Montez and Jeffrey von der Schulenberg, who in Yaki certainly was one of the, you know, hero breakout stars of last season. And so it's been interesting that UVA has had to find points in other places. Alex Kiefer has stepped up now twice Mons Dahlberg has stepped up twice. Five and six have been weak spots for this Virginia squad all season long That can't be the case in their match tomorrow against Ohio State. Let's talk about the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes get the 4-0 win over TCU in... I didn't see that coming. I didn't see one. I thought TCU would win this match. TCU now uh, 0-5 in NCAA semifinals. The last semifinal they played in 2015. They have not gotten over that hump uh, to make it to the finals. Uh, Ohio State, a team that has a different hump that they haven't gotten over, which is to actually win the NCAA tournament title. Uh, They are kind of the UNC women. Well, they were really the the UNC women before the UNC women were, were the UNC women in that they have kind of been the bridesmaid at this tournament for so many years. They've made two NCAA finals in 2009 and 2018. This will be their third in 2023. But I thought they looked very strong. In this match against TCU, the doubles point came down to a tie break at court number two. And unfortunately for TCU, it was a similar ending to their match against Michigan, where at number two yesterday, they got overruled on match point for Michigan. And on today, they double fault on match point, both in a tie break, tough ending to doubles and TCU didn't rebound from doubles the same way that. They did yesterday against Michigan and that hurt them because Ohio state gets out to quick first set wins with Justin Boulay over Jake Fernley at number one. Jack Anthrop has been on a roll here in Orlando. Uh, he gets his first set win uh, pretty straightforward. And then you have Alex Bernard, one of the other freshmen here joining Jack Anthrop uh, a little bit, Delayed first set, just given the style of play that Anthrop um employs, but ultimately he gets the first set over Gorsny. And everything else was close. You had TCU taking some first sets, like Luke Fumba at number two over Cannon Kingsley, but those three matches were really all they needed. And there was never any threat of those matches flipping back to TCU. And those three were all they need. Jack Anthrop gets on the board pretty quickly. Justin Boulay gets on the board pretty quickly over Jake Fernley. And ultimately Back to back, it is Alex Bernard, the freshman who gets the clinch at number five over Seb Gorsny, a fellow freshman uh, from TCU, 6'4", 6'4", to send the Buckeyes 4 0 into their third national championship. What's been impressive to me about this Ohio State team is where they are finding these points. We talked about this yesterday. They brought in two freshmen in Jack Anthrop and Alex Bernard, who are from florida or have at least lived the formative years of their lives in florida they're outdoor players they're more comfortable in these environments and they have looked incredibly solid at five and six but jack anthrop has been hardly losing games in his matches alex bernard came up so clutch yesterday against georgia he rolls through uh, again today and in a you know much harder fought win than the scoreline might indicate but That's what Ohio State needs. They're not getting necessarily the wins from an undefeated trotter or veterans like Cannon Kingsley. They're finding them in other spots. And you look at their matches to date, all of their singles matches against Georgia, with maybe the exception of Alex Bernard, uh, they were all relatively straightforward straight set matches. And I think that that means this Ohio State team is going to be more fresh than Virginia in this final tomorrow. So one takeaway for me on Ohio State is just where they are finding these points to the rebound and doubles, you know, to take that doubles point against TCU and not step their, you know, let their foot off the gas. Like you thought maybe there was a doubles high letdown for Virginia after they took the doubles point so dominant. Ohio State is looking very good. I think they're playing a very smart tournament. They are able to find quick wins where needed and they should be the more fresh team against Virginia in the final. I'm sure as I record this, both teams all using as many ice baths as possible. But that gives us our 2023 men's final. We have number three, Ohio State versus number five, Virginia. So let's break this down in terms of how I think this match will play out. Unfortunately for listeners, Ethan is not here. Ethan has a slightly better track record here in predicting, although we both got the Ohio State match wrong today against TCU. He went with his who's. I went with Texas in today's match. So I was 0 for 2. But it's always fun to go through and kind of talk through the calculus where we see these positions breaking. I'll start with doubles. If Virginia plays the doubles they played today, they run away with the doubles point. They it was so sound, it was so technically sound and they were just executing on all cylinders. Ohio State lost the doubles point against Georgia, and it was not as clean of tennis in that doubles point. So based on the performance today, you have to lean Virginia. Based on the performance of this season, you would lean Ohio State. So right now, let's put that in toss-up column. Let's move to number one singles, where you have Chris Rodesh, top 10 player of Virginia, versus Justin Boulay of Ohio State. Boulet has looked good. He bounced back nicely to get the win over Fernley after dropping a straight set win to Ethan Quinn. But as Ethan has said on this pod, uh, Chris Rodesh, probably the most underrated player right now in college tennis. He looked fantastic to get today against Elliott Spaziri. The level was so high. The big question for Rodesh is how does he bounce back from the physical battle he had with Spaziri today? Again, I have no idea how these guys are going to bounce back. I just have to go based on what I saw. And on form, Chris Rodash wins this match for Virginia at number one. At number two, Inyaki Montez versus Cannon Kingsley. Inyaki Montez has not looked like the 2022 Inyaki Montez. It doesn't seem like the pace of his you know, ground strokes are as strong as they were last year. The creativity seems to be missing. And I think that plays to Cannon Kingsley's favor. I think Cannon Kingsley will, won't have any issues with uh, In Yaki's round strokes, Cannon Kingsley. Yes, he was down a set today against Luke Fumba, but he got the good win against Phil Henning of Georgia. I lean Cannon Kingsley here at number two. At number three, you have JJ Tracy for Ohio State versus Jeffrey Von der Schulenburg. The benefit that Jeffrey Von der Schulenburg has. And he's played some excellent number threes in the country. You look at Josh Lopla of Kentucky. You look at Micah Braswell of Texas. Those are two of the best number threes in the country. He'll face JJ Tracy, who is probably also on that short list. The big difference between today's match and, and the final is JJ Tracy doesn't have the weapons to hit Jeffrey von der Schulenberg off the court. And that plays to Jeffrey's strength. And I think this match, to me, leans Jeffrey. Uh, you know, J.J. Tracy was uh, lost that match against Trent Bride, against Georgia. Neither one of these players looking at their peak, but Jeffrey Von der Schulenberg after that short match today should be relatively fresh. So I lean Virginia in that match. So it's a 2-1 advantage for Virginia as we head down here to the bottom half of the lineup. At number four, you have fifth-year senior Ryan Getz for Virginia versus undefeated James Trotter of Ohio State. It's this is a tough one to call. Uh you know, we haven't seen James Trotter lose a match this year. Uh ultimately I think he will be the fresher of the two. I do have to lean James Trotter at the number 4 position and that gives me a 2-2 split here. Uh after the first four singles matches, it is also worth noting these two teams have faced off together they have faced off twice this season the first match came indoors uh at the sorry it came in charlottesville this year i, I forgot about that came in charlottesville on the road and ohio state took that match 4 one where virginia actually took the doubles point that was a surprise and you had totally different lineups you did have uh, justin boulay beat chris rhodesh but that match was indoors we know rhodesh does not play his best tennis there Trotter beat Getz. That's what kind of triggered my memory here is where have we seen this matchup before? Trotter beat Getz in that first match. And we will not have any other rematches from that first match. And in the second match that these two teams played, that came at ITA indoors. So again, both of these matches coming indoors. uh, Ohio State won that one 4-0. That time, Ohio State did take the doubles point. And in terms of rematches, JJ Tracy did beat von der Schulenberg four and four. Again, indoors, not von der Schulenberg's best surface. At that time, Trotter and Getz had split, uh, it was unfinished, and no other rematches from that match. So again, you have to lean Trotter here. He's taken. Uh, one of their battles and the other one was DNF. So 2-2 kind of heading into the split, but based on that J.J. tracy der Schulenberg matchup from indoors, if you're a Buckeye fan, you absolutely feel that J.J. Tracy can win that match on three, particularly after der Schulenberg's struggle today against Braswell. Let's move down to the number five position. This is junior Alex Kiefer for Virginia, who has won both his matches so far in the NCAAs, he will be facing Alex Bernard, who is 2-0 as well. He had the clinch against Georgia and he had the clinch today against TCU. I think you lean Bernard here given, given vibes, uh, not to cop out on that, but I I'm just not, we just haven't seen Alex Kiefer in these big moments for Virginia as often. He's been out of the lineup these past two years. And yes, Alex Bernard is a freshman, but based on the form I've seen these past two days, I lean Bernard. But again, this one feels like a like a toss-up. Again, tough to know how well Alex Kiefer will respond against the grueling third set tiebreak that he played against Cleve Harper of Texas. So on, on that, I have to lean to Ohio State at five. And on six, I mean, Jack Anthrop has been dominant in his Um, last two matches it's tough to pick against uh, him in this battle you probably lean jack anthrop for ohio state as well so when you go through the calculus i think there is a clear path for ohio state i do think that based on the form i've seen today i think virginia has higher upside in virginia they seem to be clicking and the big variable here is nerves this is Ohio State's, you know, third final. None of the guys on this Ohio State team have played in an NCAA final before, and uh, and almost all of these Virginia players not only have played in an NCAA final, but they have won an NCAA final. And so that X factor plays, you know, is so critical in these matches. The know how to do it, and that's what makes this such a tough match to predict. I know I went through the calculus. The variables to me, the intangibles seem to lean Virginia. Ultimately, I will go with Ohio State. I don't feel good about it. I really don't feel confident in that. It is so tough to you know, bet against a team that you just saw this do this last year and the fight that that Virginia team showed. It's really going to be one of those matches where on paper I'm not sure Virginia should win, but they do. So I'm going to say, and you can hear me probably like thinking through this now. Gosh, I just feel like Ohio State's going to be the fresher team. I feel like this is going to be Ohio State's year to get it done. I just think there's a a confidence that the team has. I do think that they will be fresher. Give me Ohio State 4-3. Again, I don't feel good about it, but we will have to see how the matches end up. And look, I could be completely wrong on every single one of these, but I find it fun. I hope you do as well to think through the calculus. So let me know your thoughts and predictions uh, on Twitter at JTweetsTennis, on Instagram at NoAdNoproblem. Again, hope to have this out as soon as possible for everyone. Uh, in prep for the Sunday men's final. If you are in Orlando, please come and say hello. Uh, it's been great to see people and chat with people and hear your thoughts and predictions. There's a lot of people not willing to write them online. I see you. I hear you. It's great to chat with you all in person. So enjoy this men's final. I do think it'll be a barn burner. I'm looking forward to it Sunday at noon at the USTA National Campus. And I will chat with you all soon. Thanks, everyone.